You're listening to WTSN, and this is Fleet News Pulse. This cycle on the Pulse, we have a roundup of the recent events that are still unfolding around Promethean Command. Then we have a remembrance for the fallen members of the USFB who perished during the attack on Cerebus Command. Finally, we bring back our popular segment, Debrief the Division, with members of the TSN Phoenix. The Pulse starts right now. Here is a roundup of this shift's events in the operational area of the 4th Light Division. Surplus engineering supplies were successfully transferred from Promethean Command to meet an unexpected shortfall at Volantis Command due to the recent level of action against the Kralian Order. Kralian activity continues to be high across the zone. It is unclear whether that relates only to tension over the defections of their citizens. Kralian Commander Zolmar defected with military and civilian refugees following his joint action with the Fourth Light to defend non-combatants from Caltron incursions in the USFP Euphini Expanse. Kralian diplomatic channels are certainly constantly complaining about this, but their strikes into USFP space give analysts the impression that they are seeking something rather than trying to cause structural harm. While the division was at Volantis, Kralians entered from the Sierra Gate, but were repulsed with minimum loss of life. A number of hostile vessels surrendered, but many more fled back through the Sierra Gate. Also in the Volantis system, the Fourth Light were called upon to carry out a search and rescue mission after contact was lost with a convoy of scientists in Sector 9. Five life pods were quickly recovered, all from the TSF Maria Mitchell. There were moments of tension as the division and several Kralian fleets searched for the other member of the convoy, TSF Caroline Herschel. The Kralian forces were overwhelmed fairly rapidly, and five senior Kralian command officers were captured. Another command vessel refused surrender and was destroyed. The surviving science vessel and life pod survivors were safely delivered to Volantis Command before the division returned to its current base in the Promethean system. Our thoughts go out to the friends and families of the scientists involved, and also to our Zolmari neighbors concerned for their relatives involved in the fighting. Earlier today, a memorial service was held for those lives lost during the hegemony attack on Cerberus Command. Almost a month since the attack, the space within the defensive perimeter has been cleared by salvage operations to recover resources and eliminate navigational hazards. Using materials retained from the original hull, a memorial has been built within the new Cerberus Command station on what will be Deck 3 once reconstruction has been completed. The plaque for the original station was recovered and restored and rededicated within the memorial by Admiral Coates. His office released a statement at the press conference after the ceremony. 236 sapient lives were lost aboard Cerberus Command. Men and women whose extraordinary heroism and selflessness, above and beyond the call of duty, are in keeping with the highest traditions of military service. Their sacrifice contributed to the safeguarding of their fellow officers, the 4th Light Division, and Cerberus System. Billions of lives have been protected by the bulwark of their willingness to pay the highest price of the uniform, and in their passing we are obligated to do all we can in service of their memory. Admiral Coates, Commanding Officer of the 2nd Space Fleet, Atlantis Command. It has been confirmed by the Admiralty that TSN Phoenix was lost in action, defending the life and liberty of our allies in the Euphini Expanse. During a surprise assault by a significant flotilla raised by the Unukalhai Space Force to protest the USFP Treaty with the Natani Free Traders. 
The loss of the ship was a calculated sacrifice to secure the safety of many more Allied vessels, including our own TSN Lancer. As such, most of the crew were able to abandon ship for subsequent rescue from their life pods. We've been able to talk briefly with several members of the crew. Ensign Starry, I'm uh, glad to see you here speaking with us again. Since my last interview, I've learnt more, not just about bad colours, but about sounds. How do you mean? For instance, explosions are very bad. I see. We have also been able to track down Lieutenant Alia Naima, who serves as helm aboard Phoenix. Uh, Lieutenant, can you describe the situation leading up to the destruction of the Phoenix? I'm not able to. Sorry. Uh, why not? Uh, are you under investigation? I'm not authorized to speak about any investigation currently underway. Suffice it to say, I was not present for the subject of your inquiry. Oh, uh, well, uh, finally, we have with us someone who was on the bridge at the time. It all went wrong when that reporter snuck onto the bridge. But that was weeks ago and has nothing to do with this current... Yes, but who knows what damage you did to the systems going around with the Dagon teams? You reporters are as bad as those traitors spam the airwaves. We merely were doing our jobs. You merely want to spy on us, infiltrate our bridges, sabotage our ships. The austerity measures mean that we... Austerity? What do you know about the austerity? Do you have to fight an unequipped ship, battling away truth and inconvenient facts until you find a story? I don't think that has anything to do with- When did thinking come into reporting? You just blabber away without thinking about the consequences. You should be tried for treason. I- that- uh, Yes, you! I see you there with your notepad recording stuff. What do you think this is, some sort of book signing? I will show you- Ah, uh, yeah, well, uh, that's all we have time for. And now back to the studio. That's all we have for this cycle. Join us next time as we delve further into the news and views of Promethean Command. This has been Fleet News Pulse. Brought to you by the Fleet News Service. Broadcasting around the galaxy, around the clock.